Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. This is John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and you are listening to the Gin Lounge. Joining me in the lounge today is Kelly Adams and Nate Woolley. We will be discussing the E3 Expo, what used to be the largest trade show in the gaming industry. Now, E3 Expo is going on this week out in L.A., and uh, I'm not out there, so that uh, says something about the size of the show. Uh, Nate and I used to cover the show – oh, my God, Nate. We, we covered it back when it was in Atlanta even, right? Yeah, I think the second one is the first one we ever went to. So we, we've been going to that, that show for a while. Um, Kelly has uh, never been to uh, to E3, uh, but hopefully if the show makes a recovery, we'll be able to get you out there maybe in uh, 2010. <laughs> it would be nice. I've never been out to West Coast. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. We'll have to do. We'll have to do. We we've had people that have never been out to the West Coast before, and we've gone out there. And Nate will be the tour guide, and we'll go by the Pacific Ocean and that place where all the dinosaurs got stuck in the in the mud. La Brea Tarpic, <laughs> uncultured buffoon. <laughs> yeah, Nate has the whole the whole thing. But some of us some of us were raised in a civilized city, <laughs> and that would be. Los Angeles. Oh, civilized. Okay. Well, I don't know. Every video game I've played that's featured L.A. was was basically gang violence. But I mean, I guess if you say it's civilized. Um, now, for those of you, uh, E3 Expo is going on this week. Now, E3 used to be the top show in the industry, attended by something like sixty thousand people, all of whom were supposed to be industry professionals or media people like us. It was the only show, really, that could bring in everyone in both the gaming and mainstream press to focus for an entire week on just the game industry. Uh, I, I've done some freelance work, and uh, many years I was I was hired by the Washington Post to actually blog from the show, and and so there were mainstream media outlets that were out there covering covering the show. Everything about the show seemed fine. Attendance kept going up and up, and then the show famously. Exp- Exploded in 2007, moving from a venue that took up the entire L.A. Convention Center in 2006 to an airport hangar in 2007 with all the glitz and charm of a Ramada Inn built too close to the freeway. Attendees that year dropped from 60,000 people to 3,000 invited guests. Almost no mainstream press showed up. And the industry press that did decide to attend spent most of their time blogging and writing stories about how horrible the show was instead of concentrating on any news the show might have been generating. In 2008, the show figured out that that format didn't quite work out, and they tried to get back to their old format in the convention center, inviting everybody to come and look at the games again. But they were hampered that year by a lack of vendors. This year, 2009, is like 2008. It's being billed as the show's comeback year again. Um, but we will take a look at that in a moment. Um, I want to go to Nate, since Nate's our business reporter, and Nate has been covering the industry forever. Now, Nate, you and I have seen different trade shows die. Uh, I've seen my, fam- my favorite trade show of all time was Comdex, and I knew it was dying because one year 300,000 people showed up. Then the next year 150,000 people showed up, and then the last year 50,000 people showed up, and then the show was canceled. E3 didn't follow that pattern. E3 just kept getting more and more and more popular, and then there was just this like out of left field, this blow that, hey, E3 is going to – 
be totally changed now. One step above being canceled. So, so Nate, what did happen to the show? What the heck was going on there? I think it became a, a casualty of sort of the dot com run. Uh, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. make it, making my living on dot coms and such, but uh, you know, it became all glitz, all hype, hugely expensive. The major players like Microsoft and Sony would end up dropping twenty or thirty million dollars on this four-day event. Right. And it turns out somewhere somebody said, "Wait a minute, are we actually making any money with doing this? What's the point?" <laughs> and all of a sudden, we got rumbles that you know Microsoft wasn't going to appear and Sony wasn't going to appear, and then that was really just sort of the pebble at the top of the cliff. And all of a sudden, nobody wanted to appear. And the whole thing just collapsed in the course of about three weeks, really. Yeah, I know. I know it was shocking. I, I think uh, Todd Hargosh pretty much had a heart attack that week. <laughs> Todd did kind of live for his ability to make PR reps cry. Yeah, it was it was a good show for that. Um, now, but I can I can see your I can definitely see your point, Nate, because. It's not just the fact that they were spending $20 million on booths, some of the bigger companies, but I guess it's the mean cost of what that $20 million could have, could have gone to. I know, I know from covering the show from a mainstream press point of view when I was contracted by the Post, they didn't really want me to write about the next game that was coming out from Sony. They really wanted me to write about stories about like the health of the industry. So it was kind of a focus on the industry, but I think the people who were spending $20 million would have maybe preferred the focus be on them. I also think it was uh, part of the factor was, could you believe what we were being told? You know, uh, they, you know, they come in and the organizers at the association come in and tell us, you know, Oh, 50% of gamers are women and they're all over 45 and they all spend $2 billion and it makes more money than every motion picture ever released for the last 10 years. And we're looking around going, I see a lot of hype, guys. I don't actually see a lot of, uh, you know, accomplishments. I don't see a lot of innovation. I don't, I see a lot of really kind of desperate, uh, PR flax and, and marketing directors. But I don't actually see much in the way you know, substance to the whole thing. Yeah, I think eventually that's going to bite you on the ass. Yeah, I think I think so. Some of the claims they made were just pretty fantastic and and out there. Kelly, were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Uh, it's just that whole like, ooh, this worked. Let's regurgitate it and kill it to death. You know, just oh, that same kill old, same old. Kill it to death. <laughs> <laughs> there you go with some little southern little little sayings there. <laughs> well, well, Kelly, I know you have been you you follow the industry obviously from from the show this year. I mean, we'll talk about who's at the show this year and and how big the show is and so forth. But what what are you looking for? What are some announcements that you're hoping to see come out of the show this year? An actual release date for Halo 3's ODST. <laughs> Or maybe even the Halo movie, you know, something like, tell us something about it, something that isn't already on IMDb.com, you know, <laughs> there's just a lot of the stuff, like release dates and demos and what's going to be new out there, and I, one thing from Microsoft, like with the live feature when they do the conference of like what's coming in with live, like last year they did that primetime feature and uh, we still haven't got it in the u.s yet yeah so i mean it's like give us some confirmed release dates and quit pushing this stuff back but 
That's amazing. I'm just looking for locked in dates for when I'm actually going to get my little greedy hands on the game. Well, and it seems like I've I've been looking at some of the things people have been writing into us, and also uh, some of the things you know on the web out there. It seems like like Sony might have an important announcement that that you're looking forward to too. Is that correct? Uh huh. Well, and they've released the the announcement on. Well, the figures came out with the their game console sales, and we saw that the PS2 kind of just left the three in the dust. <laughs> so I'm on the price drop. Okay, so yeah, I think it must be embarrassing for Sony to have PlayStation 2, which they're sort of reluctantly still supporting, outselling their new mega console, <laughs> the PS3. They, they can't be – somebody in marketing somewhere has is, is got to be shaking his head about that. Well, actually, I think they probably just got fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let, let's face it. Sony's one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. And they just got their ass handed to them by both of their major competitors in the 360 and the Wii. Right. You know, they were basically, we're Sony, you know, screw off. And instead, Nintendo and Microsoft said, curse me, we can just outcompete your sorry asses. Well, you know, and then they did. Well, you know, it's speaking of ghosts of E3, Nate, if you remember, and this is, this is poetic justice, I guess. If you remember, we were at the press conference where Sony, the one year, was talking about – this was before the PlayStation 3 came out. And there was the CEO of uh, of Sony was there, and he, his famous quote was, yes, there's going to be a tight race to see who's the number one console, at least for second place. We don't know where who's going to – and he's applying that the PlayStation 3 would be number one and always would be number one. And, and obviously that hasn't happened, and that, that's kind of neat to see somebody who uh, kind of got their comeuppance a little bit. <laughs> Well, here's a tip. Don't list price four times what the competition does. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at, like, you can almost look at it like cars. I mean, you can have, these days, especially with the economy, people are looking for nice, sensible cars. There might be other cars that have cool features and stuff, but the majority of people are probably going to buy the lower, the least expensive car that gets them where they need to go. Hey, I drive a little economy car. <laughs> I do now. I do now as well. Traded in my big old fancy, fancy car. So holy cow, did you? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got rid of it. So I, I'm shocked. I now drive a Hyundai, and I get 32 miles to the gallon. And I'm quite happy. Folks, I want to tell you, his previous car was a 1977 Dodge. <laughs> wow. No, it was. It, was it, it looked like it originally belonged to Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough about my car. Um, some of the some of the people wrote in, and uh, I had mentioned on a previous show that we were going to cover E3 or at least talk about the show. And some of the people had asked. Uh, well, I had two emails that were interesting. One of the persons said, one person said, even among the gaming press, uh, I mean, even among the gaming population, ninety nine point nine nine nine. Nine percent of the people have never attended an E3, so why do we care if it comes or goes? And then another person wrote, you know, what was E3 like in its heyday? I keep hearing about how great it was, but well, what was it really like? And you know, it is if for someone who hasn't been there, it's hard to describe. I know Nate, when we would we we used to assign like seven or eight reporters to go out there and cover every aspect of the show. Yeah, I had to write those checks. I think we topped out at eight that one year. Uh, it was, and we would rent a van, and it was it was crazy. But we got a lot of news. But the first mm-hmm. year, correct me if I'm wrong, when when a new reporter was going out there, the very first year that they were attending a show, we pretty much didn't expect very much of anything from them because they walk around 
like they're tourists in New York City or something. Just look at the tall buildings the whole time. I mean, it was it was insane. Nobody wrote anything. You were just stunned like the first year that you went out there. Small look at price the pretty to pay. pictures. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty crazy, but. I've been to a lot of shows, trade shows, for the many different hats that I wear, and I'd say E3 on average was about the third largest show that I attended. The biggest one by far was was CES, the Consumer Electronics Show out in Vegas. I mean, that that's pretty much they build a second Las Vegas, <laughs> and that's where the show takes place at. I mean, there's nothing. It's the only show that I've ever actually been lost in. I was lost. <laughs> I was actually lost in the show for like an hour. Like, okay, you needed your internal GPS. I system. know. I'm like, okay, I'm in the 18. <laughs> thousand block i need to get to the twenty three thousand block in another hall where the heck is this so and then the second biggest show i think was 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 uh, comdex for the most part although comdex was sort of comparable to e3 but e3 for those of you who haven't been out to the los angeles convention center e3 in its heyday and the last good year was like 2006 there are three major halls. There's a West Hall, South Hall, and then there's a Kentia Hall. West Hall is kind of out by itself, and that was where the three big consoles pretty much took up that entire hall. I mean, if you can imagine a city block with three booths, that was pretty much West Hall. It was Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, and they did everything they could to outdo each other. One year they would build a castle. Someone would, would – with moats and fire and everything, uh, someone would build – it was just – uh, a spaceship or something, and it was just everyone was trying to outdo each other. One one year they built a stadium, like a full size stadium, and they put all the sports games in the stadium. I mean, that's that's how crazy it was. And let's just face it, it was retarded. <laughs> it was a waste. It was a waste of money, and it was a waste of time. Okay, I I think I, I think that's a valid I, point. I I will caution the listener out there to realize that I have long been. Uh, skeptical about the impact of E3. So when uh, when the whole thing sort of disintegrated under them really fast, I was on top of it. I knew that was going to come. Yes, you did. Yeah, in, in fact, we we Nate had written a lot of stories about uh, booth babes being exploited on the show floor and things like that. And from time to time, we would always get threatened to never be invited back. <laughs> but but we always were. Who was it? Who was it that one time? I wrote this really really vicious and i admit it was vicious critique of god games planet hell or whatever it is hell texas display it was so offensive they wouldn't even let it in the hall they had to set it up in some empty parking lot across the street from the hall yeah it was called it was called <laughs> and the, the he- it, it was it was called hell texas or something yeah, right yeah. It had a bunch of those mirror shaped trailers and strippers throwing you know rubbing oil on their bodies and rubbing t-shirts in the oil and throwing it to the crowd i saw one of my writers uh, in the crowd at one point yell, don't give this shirt to him. I can help you. I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. So I really slammed it. And then what's his name? Smitty? Smitty, yeah. Yeah, basically wrote me and said, you're never being invited again. And I replied, okay, so I won't be offended in my soul again. <laughs> yeah, it, that was, I mean, box. You know what? If you if you want to convince me your your games are good, here's an idea. Show me the game. Yeah, the bo- yeah. the boxing nuns, the boxing stripping nuns was kind of over the top, I'll admit. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's gonna get me all worked up again. I'm trying not to. <laughs> so, so West Hall was was the big was the big hall for basically the three companies um, that spent the most money at E3, and then South Hall 
was pretty much set up for everybody else who if I named them and you knew who they and you knew who they were they'd be in South Hall Electronic Arts was there Codemasters Namco the, the pretty big companies that weren't Microsoft Sony or Nintendo and then there was a little hall well, no, it was a big hall, but it was filled with little tiny booths that was kind of like a regular trade show, and that was Kentia Hall, and that was under South Hall, and that place was where a bunch I, of ten, yeah, a bunch of ten by tens and ten by twenties. And that was pretty much where I spent most of my most of the show. I spent more than half the show down there because that's where all the innovation was. There would be things down there like uh, being able to control a video game with your brain. They would hook up wires to your head and you would think mm-hmm. things and your icon would move. Stuff that maybe would never get into the game industry. But if it did, my God, would it have been cool. And, and so that was where I spent a lot of time. Now I'm looking at the floor plan for this year's show, and there is no there is no Kentia Hall. There is a West Hall and there is a South Hall. Um, Kentia Hall, I guess, will be closed. Um, and I I think that is kind of a mistake. And I talked to a lot of people in 2007 who were exhibitors in Kentia Hall, and their thoughts were that they were pretty much more or less told that they weren't welcome at E3 anymore. And I, How rude! No, I mean they they weren't they weren't they weren't like told, hey, you're not welcome anymore. But they were told that they couldn't buy a ten by ten booth anywhere. So they pretty much kicked them out unless they were willing to 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 get a huge booth in a huge space. So so most almost all of the small companies are not going to be there. And and I think that's where the heart of the show. And I think that is where this year's show, 2009, is going to. I mean, I don't want to say it's going to fail, but I don't have very good hopes for them if if a lot of the developers and the smaller companies aren't there. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that. No, I think it's – sorry. I think it's pointless. The Kentia, like you said, was where innovation was happening. That's where you got those classic two guys in their garage uh, doing their, their – here's what we've come up with. Please, somebody license it from us uh, type of technology. You- put their heart and soul into the games they manufacture and stuff. I mean, yeah, making the nice buck is always good and making a living off of it, but when you live and breathe something for that long, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have a dedication to it, it other than, ew, we had a bunch of programmers do this, but I'm the face up here presenting it to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would happen. But I will say that in – actually, Jim – I'm generic PR flack number four. Would you like to see our product? <laughs> yeah. Jin actually had a pretty good success rate of we would cover people who were developers down in Kentia Hall and, and their ideas. And after the show, a lot of them would get signed and would find publishers and had have since gone on to become successful companies. And I think that was sort of the, one of the keys to the success of E3 is, is finding this innovation which can't survive on its own because there's no money behind it and so forth and moving that you know hooking them up with a large publisher and and getting and keeping the innovation in the industry and that really isn't going to happen with the way that the show is set up this year and and honestly I think they probably don't care that much you know the the associate what is it the ESA, ESA right has always been about the big monster firms and the little ones get to come along if, you know, they're quiet and they sit in the corner and pay attention to what their betters are doing. Yeah. And E3 had a lot of that focus, too. I mean, and reasonably enough, if you're putting together the trade show, who are you going to pay attention to? <laughs> Mr. $1,000 10 by 10 you know, in his clip-on tie and, and pocket protector? 
or, you know, $20 million out of Sony, which one are you going to pay attention to? Yeah, and I think the shows that cropped up to replace E3, like the E for, e for Everyone show, I think it's called, out in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where it's pretty much like E3, but anybody can come in and just play games all day. I think yeah. I think that's the wrong focus, too, because what 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 they're saying is the reason E3 failed was because you let too many consumers in and it wasn't all media professionals like it was supposed to be. And and they pretty much the fans pretty much ruined the show. So here's a show just for fans. No, I think I think what the industry really needs is a trade show that would just have like a Kentia Hall where it would have all the up and comers and, and so forth, but but not necessarily at a GDC type of level. You know, just a, like a, a a regular retail show, but that features just everybody. Or maybe you limit everybody's booth size to 20 by 20, whether you're Sony or Joe's computer, and make everybody equal. Well, that's kind of socialism, I guess. But <laughs> well, that'll that'll never fly because you'll you won't get the big boys participating. They don't want to be seen as the equal of you know Joe Blow Garage Band. Um, and, and I want to. I should take a little exception to the idea that, uh, oh, too many consumers mm-hmm. were there and it ruined it. Right. You know, you you and I have both been there, and Kelly, you haven't, but I think you can understand this. We've seen I – mean, how many games have we seen demoed over the last 15 years, John? Hundreds, hundreds. It's Probably thousands, thousands yeah. Yeah. We'd, in the end, at this point, we don't care. We're not – I mean, we're going to cover it, and we'll look for the angles, and we'll want to report it. But we're not going to sit there and get excited about how awesome it is. You need the consumers there to go jumping up and down and actually play the things because, you know, as a reporter, when I'm there, I'll have seven appointments that day. I'm not going to sit there and spend half an hour playing your, you know, your game on your fancy setup that you've got and it hangs down and things are blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, you know, I see, I see what, what you need, what you need is the, the, the consumers who are going to sit there so the reporters can go, wow, this really has people going. Yeah, people are really playing this. That's really cool. Yeah, to get, to get that excitement. We're, jade, we're jaded. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad or even a cynical way. I'm saying, you know, come on, how many games have we played? What's going to excite us at this point? That's you have to knock our socks off to even get us beyond, you know, who, what, where, when, why. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so Kelly, uh, so final, final thoughts. Do you think that E3 2009, do you, do you think that the show can be successful? And, and what would, what, what do you think would you consider the show successful if, 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 if you get certain type of news from it, if, if, if the industry gets a real good focus in the mainstream press? I mean, what do you think would make a successful show this year? What, what do you think it needs? And then Nate, I'm going to ask you the same question and I'm assuming you'll have a decidedly different answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to get more information out there about the games that are coming out, what is being developed, and always don't just go, oh, this is what we got coming out now. Give me information about what you're working on currently. What are you on the process of developing? You know, what are you stretching for? I want to know. I'm just a. I like to know everything about a company when I work for them. I am nosy like that. But <laughs> I always like to see what's coming. What do I have to look forward to in the next year, two years, or even five years that you're developing this type of technology? 
that I can enjoy in my home. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's good. And that's something that I think the show could focus on that, that if they did take a real future approach to it, a super future approach, I, I think that would be something – because that would be something that they could get ex- excitement about. And it would be a while before they actually had to put up <laughs> what they say yeah. is going to happen. So, Nate, what, what about you? What do you think the show needs to do to be successful this year? Survive. <laughs> I, I, that's flip, I know, and I prepared a flip answer because you set me up for it. <laughs> but the real issue here is what is it going to be? Is it going to be a networking event for professionals? Is it going to be a media event? That's fine. It can be all of those things. But at the same time, it's got to be able to grab people's attention. E3 used to get, uh, you know, ABC Nightly News at 6:30 with Peter Jennings would be there, mm-hmm. saying, "Holy cow, look at this!" I mean, for God's sakes, he used to have Rangers repelling from the uh, from the roof right. periodically. Right. Uh, you know, they need to do something to capture the imagination and not say, "Oh yeah, video games." <laughs> you know, what is it? They've they've got to not. They've got to tell us the truth so we can get excited, and they need to show us that uh, they actually know what it takes to move these games. That's true. Well, I know Jin is – we've got a toe dipped in uh, into the E3 pool this year. Um, that's all I'll say about that. But if we get good reports, uh, we may actually send a contingent out uh, on 20, 2010 once again, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful. It's a heck of a lot of work, but I'm kind of hopeful that the show – Become successful enough that it would justify us doing that. So, I'd love to have that happen because I haven't been to Santa Monica for a couple of years. <laughs> so, so E3, if if you're listening, good luck. We wish you all the best. I think, given everything that's going on, you've got a kind of an uphill struggle in front of you. But you know, it's one that you've climbed before. So, you know, good luck. Maybe you'll make it again. And to- remember, it wasn't much when we started going to it in Atlanta. Yeah. It- yeah, it became this monster, and more power to it. But it's got to be able to put a good product on the table for the media consumer. True, true that. Well, we'll see. Um, it'll, it should be an interesting show this year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, maybe 2010, we'll be back to our back to our old selves. And uh, I'll see you, Nate, and Kelly out in LA in uh, next year, maybe. <laughs> be nice. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I'd be welcome I'd welcome. <laughs> All right, T- take it easy, guys. If uh, if anybody's out at E3, have a good time and a good show, and uh, we wish you all the best.